It's that time of year when we stop each year at this time and give thanks for all the blessings we are enjoying. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of November 22, 2012. We do start off by saying Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. This time our podcast occurs on uh, the very day of Thanksgiving. Of course, now that we've started doing them on Thursdays, I guess it, it always, always will. will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we started out maybe on Wednesdays before, but, um, but Happy Thanksgiving. And as our tradition has been at Longleaf Breeze to have a Thanksgiving celebration, uh, for that week for, with our podcast. We'd also like to throw in some useful information and updates about our farm so that we can uh, continue to be hopefully a service for most of you. If so you're let's interested. begin by giving thanks for the our farm and for our lives as farmers. I know. And, and as we've talked about before, our farm, 88 acres of it, it's not all dedicated to agriculture. We have, uh, most of it is actually um, in the form of a beautiful forest. And one thing that's made me doubly appreciative of it is just the fact that the past few days we've been able to go out and walk some of our trails and enjoy, I'd say, the final stages of the fall foliage color. Uh, we're, we're dropping leaves like crazy. And we're seeing more and more of those naked um, hardwoods in the forest. And we find those beautiful in their own way, even after the leaves have fallen. But I do want to make a point of saying that this year has been a particularly glorious fall. The the color um, of leaves, just we've had, apparently for here, the right balance of rain and the temperature and everything. It's just, uh, so, you know, some years if it's really dry, you don't get the color and this year's been good. And we have beautiful greens. We've had the most beautiful collards yet in our new raised beds. That and is so true. they're doing so well. They're the largest collard leaves that we've had since we've been growing our vegetable gardens, and that's been going on for three years now. Um, I'm attributing part of that to having that good old froggy bottom soil that we had, some really healthy uh, soil, but also... You know, with the deer fence erected, you know, our first year we didn't have deer fence and we had a little bit more problem with critters uh, that, that like collard leaves. Uh, I'm having plenty of critter problems, but this year it's moles. And so far the, the collards seem to be okay from that. But uh, we're grateful. We've been enjoying the collards and some kale as well. It's been delicious. And, and we, we have, have rutabagas and cabbage and Brussels sprouts. And broccoli, cauliflower. Broccoli, cauliflower all coming on. Mm-hmm. We're not harvesting much from those yet, but we will shortly. And, uh, and the garlic. see them coming on. The yeah, other the thing I'm grateful is for well. is this, this week after I had planted the garlic um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw the first sign of their shoots coming up through the, um, through the earth, and that was gratifying. And our collards will taste even better after this weekend. That's right. They will be frost-kissed because we are going to have our first frost, well, we're, we say we're, we're going promised. to. We're promised. The weather people are telling us that um, this, between Saturday and Sunday, you know, in the wee hours, it should dip down to the high 20s, uh, well below freezing. And so 
we what was interesting is we were talking earlier about the the average first frost in this area is October 31st. We're not getting it until November 24th. Now, whether that's something I want to say thanks for, I kind of do want to because <laughs> I've enjoyed the weather and I've enjoyed um, being outside and able to get as much done as I've been able to do without the freezing temperatures. But the fact of the matter is it's late fall. And it's probably about time for first frost. Past. It's past. Well, that was my point. It's yeah. past the time that anybody, you know, I mean, it's got to be climate change, right? But um, it's past the normal time. But I've enjoyed the respite being outside. And it will be nice to have our first frost. And uh, I, I think we will see fewer insects after that. After so. that. That's right. Yes. We. <clears throat> one thing I'm not happy about is the plague of um, Japanese beetles and wasps that have been hanging out on our various screen porches. So we're hoping that maybe a few of those guys will die off. No offense to them. but And we've also had yellow jackets hanging around for a long time. And I think, yeah, again, good the frost get may frost. help with that. that we um, think that will help. We are grateful. I am grateful for the finish of, well, the almost finishing of our lodge. Uh, it's been a long-term project. We still have a couple of um, details that need to be finished mostly on the exterior um, of the lodge but basically it's habitable uh, I plan to decorate for Christmas I'm excited about that and you have cleaned off that porch so that our porch is now ready for use for entertaining people and that's mm -hmm. great and we've actually done some of that that's right. we've got a couple of nips and tucks that still need to be completed but basically the lodge is uh, a finished product so we, we feel good about that mm -hmm. and you know in the process of when you said cleaning off that porch a lot of what was stacked out there were boxes of my stuff if you want to put it that way and yes I knew that a lot of what I would unpack after it's been in storage for a year and a half um, would be things that I haven't needed for a year and a half and and don't mind being I guess parting company with at some point but I also found a few little treasures as I went through. Had a little walk down memory lane as I found old music that we it, liked. It's music. been great to get our hymnals back. Hymnals, we, yes, because we uh, use them for church. For I do planning. a lot of work with the music at our church, and we'll get into that a little later when we talk about mm -hmm. being thankful for our church. And it has been great to get some of those old hymnals back and so we can look up hymns. You know, there. music from my... Some of my old um, piano books from when I learned, and now I'm hoping I can teach our grandchildren to play the piano, unless they learn some other way before then. But I'll have books I can use for them. I found some of uh, my college. I was a voice minor in college, so I found some of my old art songs books, and those are fun. And just things like that. It, it, it's really, yeah. um, and, and photographs. So, you know, I won't go on and on because probably all of you have your own story. You have your own story, honey, about um, finding something that was a treasure that you'd forgotten you had. So uh, there was a little serendipity there. Not to mention every now and then a utensil that I needed or, oh, I wondered where that piece of pottery went to. And we've had other <laughs> utensils that we knew were in storage and have not yet turned up. We're yeah. thinking, whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to that? It could be that in my panic in moving, if it wasn't in perfect condition, when I packed it, I might have said, oh, let's donate it. So That doesn't sound like you. No, it doesn't. I'm a pack rat. <laughs> well, another uh, group that I am very thankful for this Christmas is our family. And we are actually going to be adding a family member before the next Thanksgiving. 
um, because our Joe and Michelle are expecting. expecting a child in January, and we will um, welcome Wallace. We think Wallace Henry. That's what we think they're going to, to the name. world. Um, that's the name tentatively selected. They know that Wallace is a boy, and Wallace is a particularly appealing name to you because your father's name was Wallace, that's and right. Wallace died at age 49 when you were still a college student. That's right. So it's a great tribute to a great man, and I'm grateful for him, too. I mean, while we're saying things we're thankful for, along with our, all of our family, um, my mom and, of course, your parents who've gone on before, and, as you said, Wallace, my dad, my stepfather, Harold, um, who was like a father to me. So we and miss those people. And the main event of today for us will be spending it with my mother's extended family. The Robinson clan gathers every year at my brother's farm in South Montgomery County. And we're expecting 50, 55, 60 people there. So that'll be a lot of fun to see those folks. Right. And we're grateful and so thankful for all of our family out there Um you know, I've got cousins scattered all over, one in particular in Pennsylvania that I'm going to miss terribly. But Happy Thanksgiving, Jane. Jane. Yeah, hopefully you're going to be coming to visit us in January. And um, But, of course, we'll be missing our children. And my long-lost cousin came to see us this fall from Washington. John Kirkland. That's right. And, and hopefully we'll get to meet him in the new year. Well, you met him, but I, I hopefully I will get to meet him in the new year in person because he says he might come back for another visit um, in the spring. So um, we're grateful for wherever our family members are scattered, as you said, Washington State. You've got some down in Sarasota. We have our children on the West Coast. We have um, have a niece in New Orleans. And, yeah, and uh, a cousin. Great niece. Another cousin in California, one in England right now. So um, Canada, they're, they're all over the world, but we love you all. So we're also grateful for our health. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention a specific family member, Smith, our grandson. Had a he, wonderful visit yes, with Smith he this came week. To Smith visit came to see us on... Two days ago, day before yesterday. He okay. was here at the farm. Tuesday. Um, you were busy in a meeting on Tuesday morning that you really could not get out of. Right. So I had the opportunity to spend Tuesday morning alone, just Buddy and Smith, and it was delightful. He and I had a great time together. Smith you likes the us farm. At midday, and we had yeah. a chance to see Mr. Tom's amazing train layout. And uh, we had a nice afternoon at the farm, so it was just great. Well, and, and the reason I, I bring that up, not only because that was a, a very special visit from a young man that we don't get to see uh, very often because he lives far away, but also um, just because it does relate to our efforts at the farm. He really took to it. He seems to, I predict that someday he'll be a really good farmhand. He's about three and a half right now, but one of these days, he's going to be dynamite on this farm and uh, seems very attentive to the, he, he actually learned to clip collards with my supervision, of course. I helped him pick them and um, he loved picking up hickory nuts off the ground and we have jillions of those. And um, so he's just, he's a great kid and we miss, we so glad he could come for a visit. All right, back to our health. Back to our back to our health. That's another thing that we're grateful for, isn't it? Yes, this it is. And that's um, an interesting observation here in this year when I am continuing to struggle with the repair, the healing of my uh, left arm. 
which was uh, heavily damaged in a freak water skiing accident in, in the summertime. Um, the long and short of it is that it continues to heal. I continue to get new motion, new sensitivity back, although very, very slowly. I am due to have a procedure Wednesday following Thanksgiving during which Dr. Hartzog, my orthopedist, will put me to sleep. And uh, while I sleep, he will free up my shoulder so that when I awaken, I will have a great deal more mobility and a great deal more pain. And that part we're not happy about, or, but except I am grateful for Dr. Hartzog and his skill and um, his insight into the fact that this is something that needs to be done. Um, and one of the specific motions that you've gotten back this week that we're grateful for is um, you've been typing with two hands for the first time since the accident. I have since July the 6th. I've been doing one hand, right hand, hunt and peck while my left hand just sat over to the side. And this week I discovered that I could type with both hands. My left hand is still very clumsy and I have to be deliberate about how I place the, my left hand, particularly my left little finger, because it, it's more profoundly injured than anything else. Um, but it's, it is working, and I can type faster now with two hands than I was able to type with one hand, hunt and peck. So that feels great. Yeah. And, you know, otherwise, again, you know, other than your arm, we are healthy. We've been out walking, as I mentioned earlier, on the trails, which makes us feel even better. Also makes Adi, our Springer Spaniel, happy when we go for those walks. He loves those walks. Which, that's good for our mental health. There's something about just going out in nature. And, I mean, that's part of health, too, is how we um, view the world. And just the fact that, yes, we miss our kids who are far away, but we love having, um, having... them visit when they can and we certainly love living on the farm at such a healthy life and lifestyle and uh, makes us feel good and the time that we spend together is good for our health just good hanging out marriage. with each other right right um, just very pleasant yeah we're thankful for our church episcopal Episc- church of the epiphany right yeah episcopal church of the epiphany is um uh, a small congregation uh I'd say our average attendance is what thirty less, less, a little 20. less than thirty. Yeah, um, unless it's like a high holy day or something, we might get more people. But um, but we we love the church. We love our mem- they're sort of an extension of our family. Really, they are family. And um, I just got elected to the vestry, which is for those non-Episcopalians, the governing board, I suppose, of yes. lay, lay people. Um, in the church, and so that'll be a lot of responsibility, but I look forward to it because there's some other great folks on the vestry, so it'll be uh, a fun experience, I'm sure, and an important one. And while you are serving on the vestry, I will continue to serve as verger uh, in the Episcopal tradition, the Anglican tradition. A verger assists the priest in welcoming people to worship and making sure that worship is um, a beautiful and welcoming experience so that's that's my role and i love it and we have lots of plans at church for ways to celebrate the holidays ways to give to others Um, we've mentioned several times about the beans and rice ministry at the church how powerful we think that is Um, because we have a very small church 
figuring out ways to give away food to probably a congreg- you know, the equivalent of larger than our congregation. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a, just an exciting, impactful ministry for a little church like ours to have, and we're delighted to be part of it. I'm also thankful that we have become involved with the Master Gardener program. We have made a lot of friends there, and we shout out to all of you and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And, and of course, for those of you who think that big government is always a bad thing, I will say I am grateful that the government has set up the Alabama Cooperative Extension System. It is so helpful to people like us. Yes. Well, really, through the helpline, we reach... I, can't, I don't know the statistics on how many we reach, but, you know, just hundreds and hundreds of people who otherwise wouldn't know, ha- have personal um, advice about how to handle uh, a horticultural problem. But they can call in. It's all, you know, available because of ACEs and volunteers from through through Extension and through the Master Gardener program that they can um, get some advice on what to do about the pest that's on their corn or, you know, what have you. Um, and also the, there's a website maintained where they lots of really great links to re- research-based um, information about how to handle horticultural issues. And you and I are, uh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus in producing our videos, but it's probably time for us to crank that back up, and we probably will. It's been, my um, arm injury has not been kind to our video production. But, and of course, we're grateful to, um, I will single out one more family member, Tom Borden, your brother, who's Ooh, been... Oh, boy, isn't that the truth? The, Bless his heart. Just the real, um, taking on the yeoman's task, I guess, of helping with the... Um, He's been terrific. With the raised bed construction, which we think is going to revolutionize the way we can grow vegetables. Um, so... Thank you to Tom. He even plans to come back and keep helping out. So um, we'll just get those beds constructed, and, ke- and we will keep you posted about that, as well as about other events at Longleaf Breeze. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. God's blessings on you and yours. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.